Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Y'all, I wish you knew what I just went through to bring y'all this episode. First things first, we are back, right? I had a two week hiatus. But not only that, I sat down to start recording this podcast episode like an hour and a half ago. I was rolling, I was running my fucking mouth. I was landing the jokes, okay? And then I went to upload this clip and I said, let me just play this back really quickly to make sure it all sounds good. Make sure I said everything properly. And am I glad I did? I hit play on the little segment that I recorded and it was skipping along its way. I said, oh my fucking God, what is going on? What is going on? Then turned into an hour of trying to figure this shit the fuck out, which pray to God that it's fixed because that is 15 minutes and 27 seconds of really good content that y'all will never fucking hear because it's messed up. And I'm so mad. I don't even remember what I said. Uh, so besides that, I have been having a rough week, if I'm being honest. How's your week going? Because mine's rough. Uh, obviously, I had a little two-week hi- hiatus. I was just having a little bit of booking issues, trying to get people on the pod that y'all want to hear. Sometimes I worry that it feels repetitive. And listen, I did a little feedback on the Instagram not too long ago. Y'all told me some of the people you want to hear. When it comes to interviewing Bravo celebrities, let me tell y'all this. I like having transparent, honest, open conversations about these shows and about the mess and that I'm probably not going to get from interviewing a Bravo celebrity, right? And I'll just be so honest. Like when I hear certain interviews that these Bravo celebrities do, they go from this podcast to this podcast to this podcast, they're saying the same fucking thing. And I want the people to continue to come back to my podcast. I want them to hear something that they're not, they haven't heard. So one, two, they're not going to be able to be transparent and open and honest, Kyle, (laughs) as I want them to, because there's going to be a third person on that call that y'all don't know about. Their Bravo rep is going to be on that call, making sure they don't say anything. They don't spill the beans. And I'm sure with everything going on right now, it's going to be even worse, but I'm trying to reach out to some, you know, other bigger content creators and see if, you know, they would want to come on the pod, if we have any type of connection, anything like that. So that was one thing. Second thing, you know, I'm just, uh, between this podcast, which is my, you know, my eldest baby. Then we have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I, I mean, my, my God, you know what I mean? I feel like I have, what was that? Five kids and they all have different needs. They all have different things that they, different, um, you know, parts of me that they require. And I just felt like, does anybody even, is anybody even a fucking care if I don't put out a podcast episode for two weeks? So I just was kind of like, you know what, let me take a break. I think, I don't think I've told you on this pod yet, but we are moving back to St. Louis. I, as you know, if you listen for a while, we're in North Carolina right now. We moved here for my uh, husband's job. 
everything went down how that went down. If you've listened for a while, you know, and the lease is up and we're going back home to St. Louis and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to bring my reality TV trivia out there. I'm excited to do some stand up out there. It's home. So it's totally fine. Um, so that is about to take place. I had to go back home to St. Louis, handle some things last weekend with that. And of course this weekend is BravoCon. And, you know, again, with making content, with being on social media comes a lot of comments and a lot of comment sections. And a lot of what I want for my area, my audience, my space is for people to have fun with this shit. Now, yes, some of it is problematic and we're going to talk about it, but people get so fucking nasty. I made the most basic ass comment about a scene, a scene that Mary Cosby was in about it being funny. And they were trying to jump me in the Twitter streets and on TikTok too. And I was like, I literally said, I was, I made the most basic comment about this, which was, I said, Mary, was an auntie because she is an auntie. I didn't say she was fun auntie. I said, she's fucking auntie. Okay. Everybody got different types of aunties. There's something to hate about everything. And we'll get into it on that. And sometimes it can just feel frustrating. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I make videos on every single fucking show that we watch. I keep people entertained. Okay. The audience is there. And sometimes it just feels really fucking disheartening when I can't even get like a fucking PR box from Clorox. Okay. I can't even get a little bit of recognition and it's, it's, it's just so it can get overwhelming. And these are kind of new feelings for me to navigate. I had a really good talk with a friend last weekend when I was back home and, you know, he was checking in. He was like, are you okay? Like, you know, and some, something's off. And I'm just like, I'm just so overwhelmed. And, you know, I just feel like I am not getting like in Hannah Brown put it best Hannah Brown of, you know, you love us podcast in the Bravo space. It can feel like when you're a cool kid, you're a cool kid. And when you're not, you're not in the in crowd, you are a fucking loser, but you're still doing the work. Okay. And again, I love my community. I love, you know, all of y'all that I speak to in the DMs all the time. And then, you know, in the comment section, things like that. And another thing that I think kind of gets to me is the kind of optics and metrics of everything. I have like 16.5 thousand followers on TikTok. I have not even 1500 on Instagram. But if you took those followers from TikTok and put them, if I had that many followers on TikTok that I had on Instagram, I would be, I, I, my shit would be blowing up. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. Yes, I do it, you know, cause I love, you know, creating community and audience and the audience. And I love talking to you all about it, but there is a, an end goal here and it is to entertain and it is to bring in, you know, I, well, I do bring in income from it, but it is, there's an end goal. And I've never been a person that has compared, like really had an issue comparing myself to others. So those are new feelings for me to navigate as well. And it's just, again, a, a very, very, very fucking overwhelming. So that is how I ended up on a two week hiatus from this podcast <laughs> and almost a three week one if we didn't get this shit together. Cause that was the other thing with the hiatus and podcast. I can tell my, I've had this computer for 10 years now, this MacBook for 10 years now. Um, my headphones, I was doing a feature on someone's podcast and I, my headphones, like the audio was not working and 
as long as I've been doing this like two and a half years now, I'm still not tech savvy. So when the technology starts fucking up, I really, really get worried. So that was that. I think we hopefully, you know, I'm going to pause this in a second and make sure everything sounds good, but hopefully we're there. I just, you know, it was one of those, those past couple months. I've really just been having, you know, some of those months where I'm just like, I don't even fucking know. And I, yeah, I I was going to go on, but that's not what we're here for. (laughs) Um, to get into the mess. Oh, y'all Amy Schumer. Now I want to be careful when I talk about this. First things first. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have been vocal in admitting that I was not the most educated when it came to everything going on between Palestine and Israel. One of those reasons I was not the most educated was because I was very overwhelmed. And I do personally feel like sometimes people want, they say they want people to learn and they say they want people to be educated about something. But then when people are not educated about something, there's kind of a way of shaming them right? And so for me, I personally said, I'm just going to shut my mouth and just like stay over here. Then when everything started, you know, really happening after the, you know, attack, I was like, no, I need, I need to know what's going on. I need to, you know, be educated. So I was figuring all of that out myself. And I know that these are tense times and there is a, a lot of people feel a lot of things. Some people have been channeling those things that they've been feeling and expressing them in a way that is problematic. One of those people is Amy Schumer. I want to be very, 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 very fucking clear. I 100% obviously do condemn Hamas. Like there's no, no fucking excuse for that shit. And I understand what the Jewish community is saying. I have sense in my brain and I'm not a monster. However, when it comes to Amy Schumer, some of the things that she was sharing, most of the things she was sharing, and then when called out about the things that she was sharing and her response to those was the issue, okay? I opened Instagram one day and saw a graphic that she shared and my mouth dropped open. I said, and I, it was one of those things where I really, and I looked recently, it was, it's gone. Thank God now. But I was like, oh my God. And me with not, not being, you know, with all of the knowledge of everything going on, I was like, no, that's fucked up. Okay. But the part that I want to touch on is the complete lack of accountability of the things that she was sharing. And not only that, the words that she chose to say, the things she decided to focus on, I should say this. So she puts up an iOS press release um, on Instagram and about the first paragraph is talking, absolutely addressing, you know, yeah, I don't want to say absolutely addressing, touching on the things that people were calling her out for. The rest of it is her responding to people who were like throwing strays at her. Now, listen, I get it. Um, she was, she was doing and saying fucked up shit. And then in that 
people were throwing things at her about her looks, about, you know, her not them feeling like she's not funny, um, things like that. So first things first, she posted and said some out, really outrageous shit and it should be, that should have absolutely been the focus, not people saying that she wasn't funny. Amy, really? You're, you're, be, you're, you're, you're trying to, you need to address the Islamophobia that you posted and you want to throw in there, by the way, I am the best female comic of all time or whatever, most decorated. She said, I said, Amy, 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 we're talking about hate right now, babe. We're talking, we're talking about something you shared that was hateful. You, it's not time to talk about how many comedy awards, how many awards you got, period. Okay. Which I, I want to look into that. <laughs> and that she's the, you know, most successful female comedian of all time. I, d not in my community. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that. I have seen um, an Amy Schumer movie. Uh, I, yeah, I've seen a movie that Amy Schumer has been in, but whatever. She, the statistics may be there. That's not what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Also, she, somebody said, somebody commented, people commented on her looks, right? It's people are vicious on the internet. I just, I was like, Amy, Amy, Amy. Oh, it was bad. Let me, and then the comment section within itself from other celebrities was what was baffling me. Kate Hudson was like, love you, Amy. Listen, that can be your friend. That absolutely can be your friend, but your friend posted some fucked up shit. Okay. Your friend posted some fucked up shit. Right. And then one of my, the most funny things that I saw was the comedian Lamorne. He was in new, new girl. He, he commented on that post and said, talk your shit girl. I know that's right. And everybody was eating him the fuck up. And then he then deletes his comment, gets on his social media in makes a video and was like, Hey, I just was replying to her saying like, Oh, I'm, you know, the most successful female comedian of all time. I was just saying, Oh, talk your shit. Yeah. That's on the second page of the iOS press release. And he was like, I had no clue what she was talking about or what she was posting again on the second page of her iOS, iOS press release. So you had to scroll from the first page where she does for the first paragraph, talk about, you know, some of the stuff that she had posted, you scrolled to the next one and that's what caught your eye. And that's what you wanted to comment on. So he pretty much says like a friend called him and was like, do you know what she's been posting? He was like, Oh no, I don't. What did you think that first paragraph was about? What did you think that first paragraph was about? What the, I don't, I don't understand how all you retained from that was she's the best female comedian of all time. And that's part of my problem with it. You in you you put posted hateful things, and not only that, Bernice she she tried to she being Amy Schumer tried to share something, um, a, like some words from Martin Luther King in response to what I did, one one of the things she posted. I don't fucking know, but Bernice King, Martin Luther King's daughter, was like, uh, Amy, Amy, girl don't be quoting my daddy like that. Don't be using my daddy's words like that. We, we gotta, you know, educate some, some yourself. She was like, maybe read this book by him, you know, da, 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 da. But again, that was part of, <laughs> part of my, what the fuck moment with that, because you, you, you have stuff to address, important things to address about what you posted. And you're sitting here talking about, I'm the most successful female comedian of all time. 
I, you know, don't look like a cabbage patch or whatever somebody said about her looks. I don't fucking know. I was like, this is not the shit that we should be focused on. And one could say whenever a celebrity or a person in, you know, of a huge following, even whenever you see that notes app appear on their grid, one already knows they are trying to apologize for some shit. We know that. We know that. Okay. So Lamorn, use your brain. You know, I really, really will really wish that there, there's just so there's a lot going on right now and I don't want to get too deep into it again that was another reason part of me taking a break because I did feel like personally a lot of people are calling for a lot of words from you know people who have any type of following and I do personally feel like for myself the best thing I can do for myself is educate myself right and listen a lot of whenever I say that a lot of people send a lot of things to me and sometimes it can feel like people are trying to like convince me and, you know, make sure it's it, it just can feel like people are trying to make sure that I understand their side. And I understand, I understand where, you know, the Jewish community is extremely scared and worried that I absolutely understand that. And then I also understand the, you know, the Palestinian people, like, again, not Hamas. Okay. I need to make that clear. It's just, I wish that there was, uh, it's, it's a lot, but one thing I want to say when it comes to celebrities and, you know, the whole Palestine versus Israel situation, a lot of people are calling for, you know, statements, you know, people, certain celebrities and influencers to say things. And sometimes I don't understand that because I don't think some of these people even know fully what the fuck is going on. And I know that the end goal, major goal is to get people to understand, is to get people to educate themselves. But when people are only educating themselves because they're in their fear of getting, you know, in trouble or being seen in the wrong light, are they really educating themselves for the right reasons? Are they really intaking the information? Are they really listening? You know what I mean? So that's where I'm like, I'm... That's where I'm really like, why do we need to see what Kylie Jenner, her views on Palestine versus Israel? Like, you know what I mean? Why, why do we need to ask Kylie Jenner that? When did she, what, you know what I mean? And again, I, I would be more interested in people actually listening and learning and understanding the conflicts and what's going on than just posting something so that they're not on somebody's list of like people who didn't post stuff. But moving on from that whole debacle, the Vanity Fair article, (laughs) I'm sorry, the Vanity Fair article, the reality TV reckoning, we all knew that this wasn't going to be shit because Bethany Frankel is too busy serving herself, right? And when I say isn't going to be shit, a lot of people were like, well, what about Ramona's racism? I knew Ramona was racist. I am one of the people that has been saying that for a long time. Ramona has shown us who she is over and over and over. And not only us, the audience, Bravo, NBC Universal, Shed uh, Media, she she showed them and they continued to hire her and give her jobs. And I find it so funny because Ebony tried to tell us this. She tried to tell us this, but since people can't stand Ebony so much, they're, they ignored it. And then they had to see a text message of Ramona saying, 
in in nig pretty much hell i can say the fucking word but you know what i mean i'm like you guys had to see it right there and then i still see some people on her um, on the internet saying well she didn't say it i said oh my god this is this this is part of the problem this is part of the problem and you know somebody made a comment was like you can dislike ebony and dislike ramona ramona i'm not saying that you can't dislike ebony you can absolutely not like ebony but to not like ebony and make the reason that she ruined roni that's not true right you didn't you didn't have to like ebony as a housewife i'm not i don't think she did a great job however what i do want to point out is a lot of people were like, well, it just felt like a black history lesson. It felt like a black history lesson, knowing what we know now. And honestly, I, again, I point out, I didn't have to know what I knew now. I didn't need to see Ramona say nig. Okay. To a page six reporter to know that that was absolutely an issue. Seeing how those women were with Ebony on Roni it just gives when people are like, I felt like a black history lesson. So let me say this. If you are the minority in a group and someone says something that you personally, since you're the only minority, you personally understand like that is offensive. That is ignorant to say. And all of those other people couldn't understand. Do you expect, would you sit there and be uncomfortable and not say anything so a whole bunch of Bravo fans can enjoy their fucking show? Are you dumb? With all the conversations going on in the world right now, that there cannot be any fucking way that you expect a person, a minority person, anybody really, to be the only one in the room and have something that only they recognize to be ignorant said. And then they're like, and expect them not to say anything because they don't want to ruin the show that a lot of fucking people enjoy. Please, like, let's let's make it make sense, okay? The other thing that was, and I don't, I don't think I found this shocking. I just was like, what the fuck is going on here? Was the Leah shit in that article? I didn't know Leah was a part of this at all. And ooh, I want to say this. I understand where Leah was, you know, feeling pressured to do a good job, right? to turn it up. She says one of the, the showrunner or the, you know, one of the higher ups said, you better turn this shit up because it's boring. Again, the showrunner told Leah, you better turn this shit up because it's boring before Ebony got there anyways. And she felt pressured. One, that doesn't mean drink, but what I will say is so I'm, I don't have alcohol or addiction issues. So I, and I've never been a sober person in or she had relapsed already, but a sober, you know, a formerly sober person, an addict, uh, in a group of people who actively drink alcohol. So I can see where it felt like, okay, maybe if I just keep drinking, because that's what they do on this show. Roni drinks, they, the old Roni, they drank a lot. They did. You cannot deny that. So I can see where that pressure was there. However, to say that she, you know, like, it's really hard because she's suing Bravo too now, actually. And because she says, I did, they didn't tell me I had to drink, but she low-key felt pressure. She said, you know, alcohol is stocked, da-da-da. I don't want to be insensitive in any way, shape, or form because, again, I saw somebody be like, Candy has never has had like two drinks on um, the, the whole time she's been on Bravo. 
Candy doesn't have the same issues as Leah. She's not an alcoholic or an addict. She just doesn't drink, I, from what I understand. Excuse me. So I don't think that's a fair comparison, but I think that I can see where the anxiety of being, you know, having addiction issues, have, dealing with alcoholism, felt like with how those words, you better turn this up, da, da, da. I think she said, Andy asked her, like, did you relapse? And she felt like he was disappointed. I understand like the anxiety aspect, like, oh, I felt like you were disappointed. But yeah, at the end of the day, Andy never said, I'm disappointed that I didn't see you relapse. So at the end of the day, you know, alcohol is stocked, but your castmates drink and you don't. I don't, do we not stock alcohol? Because now let me tell you this. I do think that, yeah, they probably should limit it, but then where's the line of, okay, Bravo is only going to give you one bottle amongst seven people. What's to say? Cause I've seen a lot of these women, not on, not on just Roni, a lot of these women bring their own bottles. You know what I mean? So then who's to say like, okay, Bravo is only going to give us one bottle for everybody. So you stop at the store and then bring it. The, so that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm wondering. And the fact that Leah went on ultimate girl trip. And again, I said this on online. One thing that kept in my mind when I was reading that Leah portion of the Vanity Fair article was that I remember Andy said in his book, Daddy Diaries, that when they announced uh, Roni Legacy and knew Roni, what it, what it was supposed to be, Leah immediately texted him and said, I want to be with the old school bitches. So I can see where this comes off as she's mad that she didn't, you know, her time didn't continue on Housewives. I do think that Leah would have been, I think she, again, said this online. She is a person who gets reactions out of people, even dead sober. Look at, you know, look at her on Ultimate Girls Trip, even dead sober. She is a person that can get reactions out of people. She irritates them. Okay. She she irritates me half the time. So I think she would have been good, but now she's suing Bravo and she doesn't want a settlement and she wants a jury. She, she wants, she wants to take them to trial. She wants a jury. I don't understand where this, who her legal counsel is, where this is coming. Like, well, I understand where it's coming from, but like, girl, and we all know Leah has sued and won the New York city police department. I am just going to say that I, mm, there's a lot of confidence there. There's a lot of confidence there. And it seems like this may be um, a little ego driven more than anything. And let me, let me say this. You can, you could sue anybody. You can, you know, you can take a lawsuit on anybody. You just may not win. So I don't, I don't know what, what we were going for there. It It's interesting. I do think that if this wouldn't have been so heavily Bravo focused, like Netflix, Netflix has a lot going on. You know what I mean? With like the love is blind contestants and everything. If it wasn't so heavily Bravo focused, I think maybe it would have hit a little bit better. And I think that if it wasn't so focused on Bravo and coming, making sure it came out the week of BravoCon, then it would have hit a little bit harder. Ramona got dropped from BravoCon, of course. They're still going to air the ultimate girl's trip that she just filmed with the Roni ladies. And it's just... I, okay, all the people saying like, oh, Ramona should have to answer. No, she shouldn't. That woman's a fucking idiot. 
she she's an idiot. Okay, what what do y'all want her to answer for? She's she's not capable of accountability. She's shown us that over and over and over. Now, moving on so we can start touching on the shows. I was going to talk about the fact that no TV is coming back until like 2020 fucking five at this point, but that's just one fact. Let's get into Salt Lake because this, I had people quite upset. I'm not going to do a full recap, obviously, but a couple things that I want to touch on is the problematicness as a whole of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I mean, all of them, all franchises, to be honest. But one thing that seems to have people's panties in a bunch is the return of Mary Cosby. One, I'm not 100% sure because she's just a friend of. She's just a friend of, first and foremost. Secondly, I understand that Mary has said and done some problematic things. A lot of those women on this cast have. And I think that it's very interesting to call Mary up and want her feet held to the fire, but not the rest of the cast that has done anything. When people want to start throwing the allegations, because that's what they are, allegations about her church at the wall and saying that's what really upsets them. All I'm going to say is if you are not as upset about um, the church of LDS, I don't really want to hear it because we know for a fact what the church, the LDS church believes they have no problem telling us. And you also have a housewife, Lisa Barlow, trying to either rewrite history, or maybe she does not understand exactly fully what happens on missions, but she is either way walking in the opposite direction of the truth there. When it comes to Mary's church, those are allegations. And by the by, I don't understand why you guys don't see how, not you guys, sorry, I shouldn't say that, people don't see how fucked up it is that they brought that guy from Mary's church who died before the season was over. And then those women took it upon them to put a whole bunch of words into his mouth that some of which cannot be fact-checked. Why? Because he's not alive. I have, if you've listened to me a long time, you know the problem I have when people try and put words into the deceased's mouths when we cannot fact check that shit. Okay. Mary absolutely said some ignorant things. And I actually don't even like Mary Cosby like that. However, what I'm not willing to do is act like she is the worst thing to ever happen to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And she's not. We quite literally saw a housewife get arrested by the FBI on TV. And these women were still focusing on Mary's church. Mary's church. Listen, I am y'all. I don't go to church. Okay. I, I believe in God. I, you know, believe in, you know, I'm spiritual, but I don't go to church. However, I have gone to people's churches before. And I think it is really fucked up for the fact that Whitney brought her dad into Mary's church when he was looking for a place of healing and a place uh, to connect to God. And Then she turned around and talked about it. And let me be very clear. It's okay if a church was not for you. Plenty of churches have not been for me. I don't turn around and go rag them and talk about where people decide to praise and worship. Okay. I, yes, I heard how her churchgoers were speaking to her. I don't, I would never talk to anybody like that. Okay. Like I don't, that's not what I believe in. However, those people, that is their, that's their free will. I'm not going to sit here and condemn and try and convince people that where they worship, who they worship is, you know, problematic and not right. 
do I love the way Mary talks to people? No, Mary can like, Mary cannot communicate. She is a, like I said earlier, she's a fucking auntie. But again, I'm not willing to sit here and talk about and rag on the allegations against Mary and her church. And, um, and completely ignore the church of Latter-day Saints where my black ass is not welcome. They don't think my black ass is going to the same level of heaven as them. Okay. My black bisexual ass. So let's be clear. Secondly, when it comes to, because somebody, some girl was cursing me out on the Twitter. I, when I said she was an auntie, I obviously do not. Well, I don't want to say I don't agree with Mary marrying her step-grandpa. Mary is an adult. Would I marry my step-grandfather? No, I never said anything besides that is weird. That shit is weird. But since Mary is on the show and she is in scenes, I'm going to comment on them. And I don't understand why people are so triggered, but they let Lisa Barlow and Whitney and all the rest of these women get away with saying so much shit. Lisa Barlow saying that Jack was going to get robbed at gunpoint every other day in Columbia Hello? I didn't even bring that up because I don't feel like people gaslighting me and telling me like, well, Columbia is very dangerous. America is dangerous. Atlanta is dangerous. St. Louis is dangerous. Hello? Like, please, please. This shit was problematic. She shouldn't have said it. It, it. I just, I'm not willing to have a set of rules for one housewife and a set of rules for another. And I do think that a lot of the issue when it comes to people with Mary Cosby is not that she's black. I want to be very clear about that. It's not that she's black. It's that Mary on this show has faced racism, right? Jenny and her, that season, that shit was not okay. She was not arguing back with Jenny. Jenny, she got up and actually walked away. Jenny followed her and threw a glass at her. That's That shit's not cool, right? People act like, well that they act like Mary can't, I don't want to say claim racism, but for lack of a better term right now, can't claim racism because she in herself said problematic things. First things first, we're all a little problematic. We all think, think about it. Okay. I'm not saying everybody's got a super problematic thing that they think, but in your life, however old you are, how many years you've been on this earth, you have thought and or said a problematic thing. I hope you have learned from it. Just like I have, I have no problem admitting that. And I have learned from the problematic things that I have said. Now, Mary is an old auntie and we all have old family members that are just incapable of moving forward. But that doesn't mean that just because your uncle, brother, you know, second cousin twice removed said something ignorant that they are incapable of being the victim of, you know, ignorance, racism, things like that. If somebody walks up to them and gets, and they get punched in the face unprovoked, they're still a victim of assault, even though they might be an asshole. They weren't an asshole to that person at the time. So, and like that person was still assaulted them. I don't know if that's a great analogy, analogy, but it just fall. It feels like since Mary is not the, and I'm using air quotes here, perfect victim of, you know, racism, of ignorance. People don't want to give her that. It is completely possible that Mary has said and done ignorant ass things and people's response to her is rooted in racism. Do we understand that? I just, it's, it's getting exhausting because I really am having a good time watching the show. I just don't understand why the fuck people get so fucking mad whenever you bring up Mary Cosby. Monica's mom. Monica's mom. I knew immediately when I saw the dynamic between Monica's mom, well, when Monica and her mom had that conversation at the bingo event, the, I don't, 
the retire was it that a retirement home? I'm not sure. I knew immediately that oh, her mom can switch it up. And I'm not a person that believes that just because th that's your mother, you need to talk to them a certain type of way. Once we're both adults, I mean, everybody should have mutual respect, to be honest. But we're both adults. We should absolutely be respecting one another in a talk. I don't want to see LD Millionaire, that's Monica's mom, on this show anymore because it's getting dark. And I do think that Monica, too, again, two things can be true. Monica has some trauma and shit to work through. And maybe Monica doesn't communicate the best. I'm glad Monica's here though. I can say that. Speaking of two things being true at once, and actually not even two things being true at once. Speaking of people not being the perfect, you know, um, I don't want to say victims, but not being able to be deemed as, um, you know, getting ignorance on their way. I want to touch on Uba from New York because this was another thing I had people in their panties about. I am going to say this. We had the second part of the New York reunion. It was better than the first. And I think that now that everybody has their feet wet, I hope that we can move forward. And you guys know that I think everybody should come back um, just so we can see what it really is and what it really isn't. But I still stand 10 toes down on I don't think that Uba was rude to Jenna when she said, your assistant texted me. I didn't know that there were going to be cameras here. Next time I would like to know. And what I'm going to say is, I think that if Uba would have said that to anybody else, I think if Uba would have said that to another black woman or another woman of color, people wouldn't think that she was as rude as she was. I think that if that exchange would have been on Atlanta, Potomac, um, if it would have been towards anybody that wasn't everybody's precious Jenna Lyons, then people would not be mad. Let me explain something to y'all. Uba clearly said, I did not know there were going to be cameras here. For everybody that's trying to use the excuse of, oh, well, they're filming a show. Those girls have been hanging out. Some of those girls have been hanging out with one another when the show, when not they're not filming right now. So we don't know that. There, there's a lot of people filling in a lot of blanks. And I understand it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I don't think that how Uba said it was anything. I'm not going to say something the same way that you said something. Uba didn't say, bitch, don't ever invite me over here again, knowing there's no motherfucking cameras. And da -da. that's not what she said. She came in, she gave hugs, she was respectful, and she said, hey, by the way, don't, don't do that again. If there's going to be a camera, I want to know. And that's on that. And the amount of black women that I saw trying to pol tone police Uba was really, really ridiculous. Now, before I go any further, I'm not saying because Uba is black that we should, I'm in her corner. I'm saying as somebody, as a black woman who people want to say, have said to me before when I'm just communicating the way I communicate, because if you notice all of them ladies up there, all of them ladies up there are allowed to communicate the way they communicate, except for Uba. Uba needs to change her tone. Uba, the way Uba said that was an issue. Y'all allowed Sai had a little bit more grace for Sai screaming about Jessel's fucking history than Uba telling Jenna, if there's a camera here, I want to be in hair and makeup. Okay? That's why I say, if that was towards anybody else besides Precious Jenna Lyons, I think that people would have had an issue with it. I don't have a problem with Jenna Lyons. I really don't. I have a problem with people's reaction to Jenna Lyons. If any other housewife besides Jenna Lyons brought what Jenna Lyons brought to Real Housewives of New York, 
people would be dragging her. People would be like, why the fuck is she here? Blah, 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 blah. I understand that y'all like her. I understand that she worked for the Obamas. I understand that she is a fashion icon and I give her, pay her those respects in that right. That does not make her a good housewife. That does not mean that she needs to, well, I want to see her back. I want to see everybody back. But that doesn't mean that she came here and did what she you know, one or two. And I don't think there's one rule. There's one set of rules to follow for being a housewife. Everybody can be a good housewife in their own way. But Jenna Lyons brought nothing. She brought nothing. She brought careful, concise, um, you know, moves towards two housewives. She presented herself how exactly how she wanted us to see it. Because like she said, in her own words, she has a reason for doing this. And that was in the forefront of her mind this entire time. Meaning we did not get to see the real her, I don't feel like. No, I did agree with um, Jenna when she told Uba, you're saying I'm a powerhouse, but I'm not in a position of power here. I'm just supposed to be in a group of friends. She is correct there. You know, you're not going to get J. Crew Jenna in this group of friends. If they did, if she did, then they would be looking at her, you know, nuts. And I don't even feel like getting into the brunt of it all. She irritated the shit out of me because she wants to tell us, oh, I'm I'm black, I'm black. And, you know, I understand that some people find it admirable as a mixed, for a mixed woman to say, oh, I'm black and to own it because a lot of people don't. A lot of, you know, sometimes that can be, being black can be seen, you know, people want to say, oh, deny their blackness. That's what I'm trying to say there. Um, but the way Bryn goes about it and when she wants to turn it up, towards who she wants to turn it up to mm, that's interesting within itself um let's get into robin and giselle really quickly robin and giselle got on that goddamn patreon this week and i think they should they better slow that shit down because that's what got their asses in trouble last time and they spoke about the allegations the rumors that um chris had cheated on candace the tasha k rumors um i'm gonna say this had those rumors come from anybody besides tasha k I absolutely would have been like, hmm? Okay. And had we had some substantial evidence, the girl got up there and immediately started talking about because Candace is mad at Ashley or Candace is mean to Ashley. I'm sorry. That's not why you start an affair, sweets, unless you're some sort of crazed super fan. But Robin and Giselle are like, oh, this is why you shouldn't talk about people. And Giselle's sitting there like, uh, the receipts are receipting. Okay. I've seen what I need to see. And I just want to say this as... My good friend, Nuva Ritchie said, even if Chris cheated on Candace, that don't mean Pastor make Pastor Jamal any less of a shitty man, a shitty husband. That don't make Juan any less of a shitty partner. That don't mean that them two motherfuckers didn't cheat on y'all. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I don't think. Candace never relished in the fact that Robin got cheated on. She never said, ha ha, nanny boo boo, he cheated on you. She just said, I felt like you were, your friends were covering up for you. I felt like my husband, what my husband does was brought to the forefront while you, what your husband does was protected. That's what she's saying. And I really feel like if those two would just open their ears and stop being so damn hardheaded, they would understand that. I don't think there's a reason for Robin and Candace to have fallen out at all. Robin Rob, I think, and I think if Giselle were not an issue, like was not a factor here, Robin would be more apt to listening because all she has to say is I get it, Candace. And, and then she can say, Candace, I really, really, really wish you would not be on Twitter every five seconds, because while I understand that you are upset and that's how you felt, I'm telling you from my perspective, that's not what it was. But as my friend, 
please stay off Twitter. When I feel like you're on Twitter talking about me, that shit pisses me off. This is a really simple conversation, but no, we want to get on Patreons. We want to get on Twitter. And I love Candace, but she do be moving them fingers. Okay. Now she clapped back at Giselle and that shit was fucking funny. It really was because while they claim Candace want to run to Twitter, they sure run to that Patreon. They run to the Patreon. Okay. <sighs> They're already getting on my nerves, but I can't wait. Miami came back. I am interested to see where this season goes. I love that Alexia is not following up behind Marisol. I love that they're not following up behind each other right now. You know, I like to see, this is what I wish Robin and Giselle would give us. I really do. Y'all don't need to fall out, but don't be fighting each other's battles like this. Okay. Oh, like my God. And my, my heart just breaks for Gertie. It really, really does. Because I know I've had some family friends be diagnosed with cancer and, you know, have some issues. And I, one of the worst things I feel like is when, you know, and and I think everybody means well by this. Cause like Dr. Nicole even said it herself. She's a doctor. It can be this, it can be that, it can be this. Don't think cancer, don't think cancer. Right. And that's, that is good advice. But then you think of all the things that it could be, and then it is cancer. And that it's just so fucking heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. When she was talking to Russell and the boys were in the background playing, I just, my my heart really, really broke for her. It really broke for her. Now, <laughs> I get where her mind was at when she was, you know, she because she just found out the news, obviously. But when she was leaning all over Larson, <laughs> And was like, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you. And Lars is like, what do you mean? I was like, oh God, this, this is, you know, shaping up to be something interesting. Um, only thing I got from my Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyla Mauricio. This shit is weird, y'all. This shit is weird. Kyle seemed like she was like trying to bother Mauricio. All that whole interaction between him or her and his mom and all that, I was like, wh- why she even brought up the tattoo shit really was beyond me. And I mean, I think it's because Kyle was, excuse me, irritated that he said, he was like, oh, love bean, no more tattoos, love bean, don't do that. And I gotta say, I wasn't a fan of that either. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Okay, worry about the agency. Y'all, does it not feel like they're opening a lot of agencies, like a lot of agency locations at one time? I when he was saying all of the locations, I was like, that's a that seems like a lot at once. But who knows? I'm not a real estate girly. The extent of my real estate this um begins and ends with selling sunset. But it just really felt like Kyle was trying to pick at Mauricio, and it's not that I'm feeling bad for him or anything. It just, it's just so weird. I cannot put my finger on it. However, what I will say is, I didn't get to say this last week. I have been saying that I feel like what we are seeing is about to be Kyle's, whatever Kyle's, you know, scars, wounds are from Big Kathy. That's what we're about to, that's what's about to show up. We know with Kim, you know, she's got the addiction. Her mother forced her to work. If you've read the books, you know what Big Kathy was, you know, it's disturbing. Um, You know, with little Kathy, Kathy Hilton, she kind of took over that matriarch role and the controlling and the means, the little bit of mean spirit that they say their mom had. And Kyle has 
seemingly been like, I don't want to say unaffected, but she really doesn't show. She kind of has always kind of been like, oh, like, you know, I was the youngest sister watching all of this happen. And then I just, you know, went and lived my life this way. But she made a comment last week in the premiere and she said, I did everything my mom told me to do. And then I started having kids and I became a mom myself. And then I did everything I had to that. And now I'm just doing me. And I said, yep. So that's, that's the thing right there. Whatever it is, it's about to come out. Now, I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna, I don't know what's going on with Kyle. She seems happier. She seems lighter, but if it is her sexuality, I mean, Hey, I better late than never. Okay. Everybody's going to come out on their own t- own time. I, we haven't seen Morgan Wade yet. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Apparently Dorit, you know, seemingly spilled the beans. I don't think Dorit does, or not Dorit, I'm sorry, Teddy. John's John's daughter um, spilled the beans and kind of hinted at Mauricio cheating on Kyle. Uh, came to a shock as of no one. Um, that's all I got. I'm not going to get into Southern Charm on here. Y'all, I know I'm doing Southern Charm recaps over on TikTok, but I can't, I can't invest too much into the Southern Charm genre. <laughs> it is good though. I will tell you this. It is really fucking good. I mean, these people, and I've y'all know I've watched some seasons here and there on and off. I watched all of season seven. This season is really, really fucking good. Oh, I know what I wanted to touch on. One more thing before we get out of here. Lindsay did an interview, Lindsay Hubbard did an interview with US Weekly. She just kind of said where she's been at, da da da. I don't personally think that Lindsay is trying to get the Ariana sympathy, the Ariana brand deals. That's not really what I read from that. But of course, I've been seeing the discourse and I've seen people think, oh, Lindsay's trying to get the Ariana deal. I'm like, I don't really see that. She just, you know, gave an interview to Us Weekly. I'm sure some she had to give it to somebody. Um, Captain Lee came out and clapped back at Kyle Cook and said that part of Carl and Lindsay's issue was that Kyle had a little too much to say about their relationship. And I found that shit funny because he does. It's just so hypocritical. You know, Kyle was running his mouth saying, oh, you know, they couldn't talk without, they couldn't communicate without somebody, da, da, da. And I don't doubt that whatsoever. I also know it's very stressful planning a wedding. Um, But Kyle didn't have the best communication leading up to his wedding either. He was signing post-its, making promises, okay? Post-it promises, you know? I just, everything Kyle says in one ear and out the other. That's gonna go ahead. No, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and end there. That's gonna go ahead and end this episode. I will be back next week with, I don't wanna say with a very special guest because things are not solid yet in stone, but... I will be back next week regardless with the guest and we will, you know, get in continue to get on into the mess. I'll talk to y'all in the DMS. Please don't forget to leave me a rating and review. Um, respectful. Okay. Remember, keep it real respectful over in there <laughs> and I will talk to y'all next week.